This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Now, that kind of talk this week dragged Australia's share market to a two-year low. There are, of course, complex reasons He was the big spender. The big spender. Doing the grocery shopping can take a huge chunk out of the family budget. And that's finance. Welcome, or welcome back, to Comedian vs. Economist. It's everything you've ever wanted to know about the economy, but you were too bored to ask. Invest with a handle on the bigger picture. My name's Adam, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Thomas, the economist. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Adam. Good to be here again. Good to have you back. Uh, Look, I'm sceptical about this episode, but you wanted to talk about the economics dashboard, as you called it. I wanted to talk about UFC, but given this is an economics (laughs) podcast, we should probably go with your idea. So uh, what, what, what are you on about? What's the economics dashboard? Um, yeah, so I kind of thought it might be useful. Like we get a lot of data in the news on Twitter, wherever young people are getting their news these days. Um, I hear it's not the seven o'clock news. No, uh, <laughs> that was clarified. That's key takeaway from last week for yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I learned. Nobody's <laughs> watching the seven o'clock news except you. Yeah, so there's a lot of numbers out there and if, I think it feels overwhelming. You think like, man, this is all these numbers. I have no idea how to fit them all together. What do they all mean? Overwhelming um, or boring? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> um. No, well, I think I think I think most people, myself included, uh, would just ignore most of this data that you talk about. Whether it's I don't know, throw some mm. data at me. Uh, GDP. Yeah, ignored it. See. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but it's easy to ignore. It is. Because it's, it's, you just kind of hear these words being bandied around on the news and you, you just kind of go, oh, I guess I'll, I, I, I very much live my life by the kind of mantra that uh, was not really a mantra. It's, um, but it's the philosophy that eventually I'm just going to find out if, it, if I really need to know. And if I don't, then I, I can probably live blissfully ignorant. Mm, wait till an emergency. That's, exactly. That's your philosophy, yeah. Yeah, good life direction. <laughs> um, well, why do I care? Tell me. What, what is the data and why do I care? Okay, so we sort of cover why, why do we care about the economy as investors or as consumers or as citizens of the nation a bit last week. Um, what, what I sort of wanted to do with this is it's really just a simple framework for understanding everything that you hear um, and finding a way that it all tacks together. And I think a reason why it feels overwhelming slash boring is that we just don't understand. There's no context for these numbers. These numbers come at us and we're like, oh, what does that mean? Um, But if we have a bit of a simple framework for understanding how these things fit together, then that helps us start to take an interest in and understand the different numbers and the insight that those numbers give us. 
Um, and then that then helps us be a better investor, be a better social citizen, whatever we want to do in our engagement with the economy. Okay, so I mentioned the dashboard. You, they're your words. You called it a dashboard. This is where this is the dashboard where where all these numbers live that you're talking about. You haven't you haven't said what the numbers are yet. Yeah. Okay. So imagine imagine a dashboard. There's there's two halves to the dashboard. On one half there is activity, and on the other half there is prices. So let's explain those a little bit. So basically, we're, we're on the activity side. We're interested in all the stuff that's going on in the economy. Revs per minute. Revs per minute, yeah. What's being created, how much of our productive resources are being used. What side's the fuel tank on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that little gauge, little arrow. Um, yeah, that's right. So so that's that's our activity side. So it's it's what's happening in the economy. It's all the, all the economic activity. Right. Um, and there's a cluster of sort of gauges on that side of the dashboard. On the other side of the dashboard is our prices, and this is all the price levels for everything in the economy um, and the different things we're interested in in there. And there's four gauges there that are, that are particularly interesting to us. So let's start. With, let's start with the activity side then, before we get before before we all uh, before we all start enjoying ourselves too much with the dashboard analogy. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the activity all about? Okay, so activity we can really break down. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, there's really two things we're interested in. One is GDP. So this is what our economy is producing in any given year. Yep. Okay. So yeah, so it's all, that's all the stuff that we're that we're creating, and we're interested in that because GDP feeds through into company profits and the outlook for share prices. It feeds through into job creation and how many people have jobs. It feeds through into wages and whether wages are going up or down or whatever. Um, and so that's why we're interested in in GDP. Right. Okay. We? You, so you say we. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to work harder. I really I thought I thought if I brought it back to cars. You can't just say we and assume that everyone's on board. I think I think you're interested. Right. Yeah. yeah. So okay, you're in a you're in a car, there's a dashboard. Mm. Conan McGregor is in the passenger Conan. side. Conan McGregor. <laughs> is that his name? Connor. Connor. Connor McGregor. Oh, is that his God. name? Conan McGregor. He's only the biggest star in the history of the world. The world. Um, sure, he hasn't written any any economics books, but yeah, can yeah. can talk. I've, I've read his analysis; it's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I'm trash talking him. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's that. I, that's a that's a podcast I'd love to watch or to listen to. Is Conor McGregor versus Economist? Conor <laughs> McGregor. <laughs> Yeah, so just hold. I'm just holding your interest there. Yeah, I'm back. I'm totally back. back. I feel like you're just about to lose me though because we're (laughs) we're going to start talking about we're going to start talking about activity again. It's not a roundhouse kick. It's more of a uh, I don't know what is it. What's what's in activity? GDP. Right. Anything else? Okay. So the second the second gauge on that half of the dashboard is unemployment. Right. So we're interested in the unemployment rate. How many people don't have jobs? and that's what, and that's so there, there are two key measures and it's really only two key measures on what's the activity the, what's side. What's the kind of, like you did hear, you do hear that, like it's always a percentage, right? With unemployment. Mm-hmm. What's achievable? What, like, what's the gold standard in unemployment? Like if we, like, is it, is it zero? Can we ever get to 0% unemployment or is, is there like, is the government just like, that's a pipe dream that's never going to happen? Yeah. There's, there's a concept in economics called of full employment. 
Mm. Um, and this is the idea that this is optimal optimal level. And there's sort of an idea that at any given time, you, you're always going to have about 5% unemployment. It's sort of unavoidable. There's just churn in the labor market. People are losing jobs, finding jobs at any given time, point in time. About 5% is, a be, is the best you can do. That's, that sort of points to an economy running at full capacity. Right. But it's not. This is classic economist tactics. It's like when the RBA says the floor of the, of the interest rate is 0.25 and then we're recording this early November. What happened this week? Uh, oh, no, it turns out we can go a little bit lower. We're, we're yeah. <laughs> Australian people just push for a better deal. Right. Can you do any better than 0.25? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Australian public threatened to switch yeah. banks from the Reserve switch Bank. bank. Yeah, the RBA's gone, oh, my manager's not going to like this, but I can give you 0.1%. Let me call my manager. Uh, do the whole, <laughs> the whole used car salesman charade. Um, no, but it's true, you know, like, you know, economists, it, full unemployment, I mean, full employment. If I gave you a cup and I said, fill that cup with water and you gave it to me sans 5% of the cup, I'd be like, it's not full. If I gave you a cup that was 100% full, it would be spilling on your pans and be like, hey, why is you give me this? You I gave me too full. much. You gave me too much. So I wanted 95%. That was implicit in what I said. Uh, the people don't know what they want. That's the thing. They don't know what they want. That's right. It's, you know, this Let's is just call 95% full and move on. All right. But anyway, the point, the point is yeah. there's on, the, on this side of the dashboard, there's only two things that we're interested in. These are our headline gauges, our headline numbers. Yep. Around that, we have a whole bunch of what we call partial indicators. And these are things that help us get a bit more insight into these big numbers. So like GDP, you might then go to the Consumer Confidence Index. Mm. And that tells you whether how, how consumers are feeling. That tells you whether they're going to be increasing retail spending. That tells you whether GDP is going to get up. So Consumer Confidence is a partial indicator of GDP. Mm. And so everything we hear about uh, the data that's on the activity side, if it's not GDP or unemployment, it's, we can think of it as a partial indicator, as something that's helping us get a bit of better understanding of those oh, two Sorry, things. you got a message, Tom. Sorry, we'll just pause oh, yes, the let podcast me just that. for a minute. Yeah. Excuse us, oh, listeners. Cool. We're trying to be professional, but, uh, you know, it's hard to get yeah. good help. Never work with yeah. animals, pets, or economists, as they say. Mm. No, it's just mum. She says I'm killing it. <laughs> Where were we? You were, you were, <laughs> I was, I was about to have a nap. Yeah. So Conor McGregor's like, what yeah. about the other side of the dashboard, Thomas? <laughs> I'm like, glad you asked, Conor. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other side is prices. Right. Hang um, on. So just, just to wrap on the first mm. side of this, this mysterious dashboard. So we've got, yeah. we've got activity that's made up of mm-hmm. GDP and unemployment and then mm-hmm. We can measure those things through like the happiness index or whatever it is. What was it? No, consumer confidence consumer index. Yeah. <laughs> What's the happiness <laughs> index? I think Finland keep winning the happiness index. Right. Consumer yeah. confidence. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So basically like, yeah, you'll hear a lot of stuff and, and people are inventing data all the time, but yeah. we really, this is really what we're interested in on the activity side from, from an economics point of view. Got it. Cool. On the prices side, there's there's four gauges there on the prices side, if you can picture that. One is interest rates. 
Right. So this is what the you know, the RBA is setting, um, the, the, or the banks are setting, and interest rates is, you can think of as the price of money. Are we only measuring the RBA interest rates here? Yeah, you can normally understand what's happening in all interest rates by understanding what's happening with the RBA's interest rate because that's sort of the base level. And when the base shifts, everything else shifts around it. Depending on who you depending on who you're with, it might shift more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you got a home loan, for example. For example. Yeah. 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 But basically, yeah, the more riskier it is, the higher the interest rate you get. But you can think about the interest rate as the price of money. That's what money costs. Right. If you want to go to a bank and you want some money, that's the price you've got to pay. You've got to pay the interest rate. Okay. Okay, the first one, interest rates. Got it. Interest rates, yeah. The second gauge is <laughs> Sorry, inflation. Sorry, I'm not actually making notes. If that was, if that, I realised that sounded very much like note-taking going on over here. <laughs> okay, interest rates. Got it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like staring at a water bottle. Right. This reminds me of dad teaching me maths. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm having that flashback as well. He's like, so then this plus this equals this, right? And I'll be like, yes. He'll be like, so then this plus this times this, you get this, right? And I'll be like, yes. There you go. <laughs> so then if you get this and then this times this plus this equals what? <laughs> I don't know. No idea. I was just agreeing because I thought that's what you wanted to hear. <laughs> oh, he gave it a good crack. He did. He did. Um, he really tried to get me into it, and he just couldn't. Anyway, no. So okay, we have got interest rates. I did remember that. Yeah. Okay. Interest rates. Interest rates. Price of money. Then we've got inflation, and this is the price of stuff, price of goods and services in the economy, um, and that's sort of what's happening to the to the price level of things that we we buy, whether it's going up and how quickly sort of it's things? going up. Like how how can you mean? Like, do they, do we, because weren't they measuring iPods at one point? Like the iPod was kind of like the universally recognized cost of something. Um, I don't know about that exactly. Um, Put yourself in a comment. You don't know about the iPod index? The iPod index. Could be, as I was saying though, people make stuff up all the time. It's not a thing anymore, I can tell you that. Um, Everyone's got iPhones iPhone index. It's probably an iPhone index. There's a Big Mac index. Oh, I just realized that I'm sounding really old now because I referenced an iPod. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, there's a whole generation be like, what's grandpa talking what's- about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we measure the price of things. Um, the Australian Bureau bread. Index, yeah, it does a sample, gets price measures of all bunch of stuff. They do a bunch of techniques that try and balance out the shifts in quality of stuff over time. I was going to say, because I mean, all that stuff changes. You know, there's about 400 different kinds of bread you can buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a big, it's a big job. <laughs> They're onto that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. It's That's, that's no. boring work. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you think this is boring, doing this. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, economists like to rag rag on statisticians. <laughs> Would be boring. Statisticians are to economists what economists are to everyone else. <laughs> to Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> right. Okay. So we got we got we got to, we got to wrap this up. We got interest yeah. rates. Yeah. We've got um, price of stuff. Inflation. Inflation. Yeah. Is that another one? No, no. That's the price. Oh, that's of the stuff. price of stuff. Okay. Yeah. What's inflation? The price of stuff, but going up, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's the rate of change in the price of stuff. Whew. Okay. So how fast the how fast the bread is getting, like going from two dollars fifty to two dollars eighty. Yeah, 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 exactly. So if you say inflation is two percent, it means that the price of stuff is going up two percent a year. Right. Okay. 
That's what that's what that means, yeah. So that's why they often talk about wanting to outpace inflation for your savings or your investments or whatever it is. You kind of there's no there's no point putting money for, like for me at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. There's no point putting money in a bank where what's a bank paying at the moment? Like half a percent of something. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. So there's no point putting money in there because essentially inflation. If that's rising two percent, then your money's worth less than when you put it in. That's right. That's right. Jeez, I could be an economist. Yeah, well, you're on your way. <laughs> a little more conviction <laughs> would be appreciated. I was going to say anyone can be an economist. Yeah, <laughs> even Adam. I knew it. It's just, it, it's really just breaking through that entry layer of boredom. And if you can get through it, then it's really not that hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're breaking. That can be our tagline: breaking through the boardroom layer. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have got interest rates mm-hmm. and inflation. Next. Yep. One. Okay. Second is the exchange rate. So that's the price of the currency. Right. How much the Australian dollar is worth against what? So well, depends on what. Every there's always a pair. So typically, the you talk about the Australian dollar in US dollar terms. So when it's about like 70%, 70 cents as it is now, that means it's worth 70 US cents. But there's an exchange exchange rate with every currency pair. Right. Okay. So that's just one thing we look at as part of this prices thing. Yeah, yeah. We're interested in the price of our currency. And we look at every pair. How do we know if we're doing well or the other country in the pair is doing badly? Um, I don't know that we care. (laughs) This seems to be a common answer. I asked you last episode about, uh, about the economy and I think that we resolved that it doesn't really matter. So episode two, yeah. we don't care about prices. Well, no, no, we don't care. We don't care why prices are, why exchange rates are particular. Like unless you're trying to predict the, predict the trajectory of the exchange rate, you don't, you shouldn't, you personally mm. shouldn't care about why the Aussie dollar is where it's at. It's not relevant to you. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't understand it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that felt that felt good. Yeah, nice one. Um, you, you yeah, yeah. Every now and then you have one. Yeah. All you want to know is like, if we have a cheaper currency, typically our economy grows faster because we our exports become cheaper, so foreigners buy more of it. Um, right. Generally, generally seen as good news for us, um, and that's sort of why we're why we're sort of interested in it. Yeah. That's sort of why the main reason why you should be interested in it. Also, if you're investing in foreign markets like the US market or something. then I do have some US stocks, would you believe? Did you think about the exchange rate when you <laughs> invested? <laughs> no. That was, it wasn't a big thesis, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Water was the 50-word end of the equity mates thesis. Yeah, it was um, – no, the, the broker was offering the chance of a free stock. <laughs> if you spin the wheel, spin the wheel. yeah, I got, I literally spun a wheel and I, I won some stock, and then I had some money in a broker, and so I thought I better invest it somewhere. So that's that's yeah, that was kind of mm. uh, a, a lot of my thought process for investing in the US market. Yeah. Yeah. So, so next time you go to Conor McGregor and say, what's happening on the exchange rate dial yeah. is now a good time to get into the US market. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So last, last one, I think this is, <clears throat> we got uh, interest rates, inflation, um, 
What was the last one? <laughs> <laughs> you really, yeah, not writing this down at all, are you? Just making scratchy noises uh, with your pen. Interest rates, inflation, yeah. um, currency. Yeah, what's next? Uh, and that's the, probably for our, from our perspective, that's the ASX 200. So it's the index, it's the price of stocks. Right. So the price of investments. Okay, um, cool. That's, that's the one we're primarily interested in. So, yeah, so what the price of our investments, whether they're going up or down or and that tells us if we're making capital gain or right. not. And can, so, okay, so let's, let's, let's take a step back. So we've got, we've got this dashboard and on the left we've got activity and it's GDP and it's, um, what was the other thing? Un- unemployment. Unemployment, GDP and unemployment. And on the right we've got mm. uh, prices, we've got you know, interest rates, blah, blah, blah. So Inf- yeah, inflation exchange rates and ASX two hundred or something. Like when they talk about all this stuff on the news or wherever it is, like should I be trying to get my head around all this, or should I just be kind of doing what I do with most things and just kind of googling as you need, whatever. Find it, find a good publication who can interpret it for me. Like how hard is it to kind of get your head around th- that stuff? I don't, I don't think it's particularly hard. Like I'm, I'm reasonably confident that by the end of these 10 episodes or whatever we're doing in this yeah. primer series that if you if it sinks in and you recall it from week to week or beginning of podcast to end of podcast in your case <laughs> yeah let's go for that uh, all right yeah. yeah but like if yeah if you if you did that then you would start to understand um, the economic data and you know and so like it's it's one thing to be interested in the economy because that tells you how your investments are going to perform or gives you some sectoral thesis of how you want to invest or um, whatever themes you're working to that's 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 no good unless you know how to uh, how to read an economy how to read where an economy's at how to read where the industries are going that you're interested in and the data is the way that we get that read it's the da- it's the data gives us the ability to see what's going on but there is a lot of data out there and kind of why I thought this was useful is that it's just a simple framework that any data that you get from wherever, um, you can fit into this framework. So there's two halves. There's only six gauges on the, on the dashboard that we're interested in. You can understand anything that you, you come across is going to have relevance to one of these six gauges. And if you know where these six gauges are more or less and, and how they're tracking, then you've got a pretty good idea of where the economy's at, how the economy's going. Um, you know, the out- outlook for your investments and that sort of thing. If you want to be investing at that level. And I think to be a conscious investor where you're, act- where you're actively managing your money and um, not flying blind, mm. then you need, to, you need to have at least some understanding here. Otherwise, how do you evaluate a firm's outlook? How do you evaluate a firm's prospects? What the share is it? What, what fair value is for their share prices or any of that? You need to have some idea of how, what the economy is doing and where it's at. But couldn't they, couldn't, like, if you're looking at a company to buy some shares, isn't it possible that that company could be? could perform well or they could perform terribly independent of whatever's happening in the economy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, 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 yeah, it's not the complete picture. You just backing. I mean, it is, if you buy, so if you're buying the ASX, the ASX index, like an exchange traded fund, that's tracking the Australian economy. So you can expect the ASX to grow in line with the economy. So if that's where all of your investments are, um, well, then you're not actively trading anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But like the, well, the outlook for the economy directly tells you the outlook for that investment. For particular companies, it's, it's, it's part of the picture. 
Mm. Like you can have a great company in a great market growing economy and that does really well. You can have a dud company in a great economy that does badly. Um, or you can have a great company in a dud economy that performs badly. So it's sort of, it's part of the picture that True. you need to know. So, yeah. So that, that's why it's, it's useful to understand. Like, I think, you know, you should be more interested in the, the, the particulars of the company and the financial outlook for the, the, the company itself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like maybe it's like 20, 30%. You need to be aware. Yeah. You need, you need to be aware. It needs to be part of your picture to, to, to do it properly. And, and it's not that hard to do. That's what I'm saying. Like in 10 episodes, you can sort of, you, you can get a handle on it and be like, yeah, yeah, I get, I get sort of the economy and where it's at. And then that'll help, you know, as we're sort of looking at the news and stuff that's coming up, it'll help start to all make sense and you'll have a bit of, have a, have a, get it, you'll get a handle on the bigger picture. I like your confidence. And <laughs> yeah, not you particularly, like more of you general listenership. <laughs> you as in the listeners, you as in <laughs> bypassing you straight yeah. into the ears of the listeners. Well, you, well, good luck, listeners. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to be on this journey together, and uh, I look forward to knowing all about this. To be honest, I, I do because um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm adulting now. I've got, I've got a job. I've got super. I've got investments. I've got. Uh, all these things that that go into uh, to being a big boy, and uh, I'm yeah I'm I'm certainly keen to get a handle on the bigger picture as it were. So uh, thanks for listening to episode two. That's a wrap for us. Uh, be sure to join us again next time. Uh, thanks for your company, and we'll see you again. This podcast proudly brought to you by Equity Mates Media. Always remember, all information contained in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Equity Mates are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to our disclaimer page where you can find resources to search for a registered financial professional near you. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big 